We have a job to do. And you're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to the latest edition of Jason and Josh Fight About the Movies. We just seconds ago walked out of the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home, and something different this time. Josh and I have not discussed at all what we think. Usually we chat a little bit. We're walking out of the theater and we just start talking, you know, but we have not discussed our feelings about this film at all. We're going to be surprised. Maybe we'll fight. We'll see. We gotta we gotta do something. We gotta change it up, right? right exactly. So that exactly. includes not talking, meeting in shady parking garages. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm waiting for deep throat. Like, <laughs> so uh, so I am Jason Evans, I'm a film critic from Atlanta. I'm here with Josh Sewell, a film critic friend of mine, and uh, Josh. Uh, as we always do, it is your time to tell folks a little bit about this film, what they need to know so that we can then get into the critical discussion of it. So I will be very guarded with this because I know that, you know, there's some end game carryover and people want to know, you know, are there answers from that? Anything like that? So um, the short answer to this is it picks up soon after the, the events of Endgame. Um, they, they connect the dots a little bit between that movie and this one, fill in some gaps that maybe people were curious about. But the, the basic premise is uh, Peter Parker is tired of being this Avengers-level superhero. He just wants to get back to having a normal life with his friends. So it's the, not even that he's tired of it. It's that he doesn't feel worthy. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's and really... So, to me, yeah, that's... He, that's and, and that's one of the major themes of the movie. Am I worthy of being an Avenger, of Iron Man's mantle. Right, that, you know, he's he's having to, you know, step up because other heroes aren't here anymore, right? And so they, they address that pretty cleverly, pretty quickly. Um, but he really just wants to be a kid for a little while, go on a, a trip to Europe with his friends, and, of course, trouble follows them there. Um, there are these elemental creatures that you've seen from the trailers, fire, wind, water, and... Uh, Spidey has to stop those, and he gets some help from Jake Gyllenhaal's new character, Mysterio. So he is a new ally to Nick Fury and, and Maria Hill and all the all the heroes that we've known from before. Um, comic fans know that you know there's he's a little deeper than he may appear initially, but um, all the parts start coming together, and you get this really cool climax at the end that we expect from Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so time to talk about the film in a critical sense. Um, oh, and, you cheated! You took notes. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a little <laughs> notepad with things that I that I wanted to talk about. Um, and, and and folks, we are going to avoid spoilers. Yes. Uh, we yeah, we're we're not going to ruin this movie for you. We went in not knowing anything other than what you see in trailers, and I want you to be able to do that as well, uh, ladies and gentlemen out there in in movie critic listening land. <laughs> uh, so I'll start by saying I I thought the film was a little slow in the front half, and to me the biggest problem with it is. I think it's tonally weird. Um, uh, so this is a movie where it at times wants to be very serious. Like we said when, when Josh was talking about the film, um, uh, you know, a lot of this is about the legacy of Tony Stark and the Avengers and questions of responsibility and maturity, which are very serious topics. And, and topics that, if you, if you know the Spider-Man from the comics, Spider-Man wrestles with these things all the time. This is one of the biggest aspects of Spider-Man's character over the decades and decades in the comics. Uh, and, and so part of this movie is that. But then part of the movie is 
almost goofy at times. All of Spider-Man's classmates and, and everyone on his school field trip are, are, are comedic. They don't act real. I didn't believe anything about any of them. Um, uh, additionally, and, and this is going to seem kind of weird, but uh, Nick Fury and, and Maria Hill, characters who we've gotten to know over the course of 20-plus Marvel movies, to me at times acted strangely. They acted... Uh, they, they, I, I didn't think they were acting the way they would ordinarily act. And... And it bothered me throughout the entire movie. Now, there are things that happen that begin to solve some of that. Um, but if I'm bothered throughout the whole movie, are you allowed to solve it at the very end and have me go, oh, okay, the fact that I was bothered doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think we, we may fight a little bit. It sounds like I liked it a little more than you. Um, I will agree there are some tonal issues. I think that's going to happen when you go from the the one-two punch of Infinity War and Endgame to something that is admittedly smaller stakes. They try to, to amp it up towards, you know, Avengers-style mayhem at the end. Um, the fact that you have, you know, some the, the comedic nature of some parts, which is, I think, a carryover from Homecoming, right, where they really wanted it to be this sort of John Hughes-type high school comedy that, you know, paired with a Marvel movie. And I, I think they're doing that again here. I just, I don't know if... It didn't I, work as well as it did in Homecoming, that's I for sure. S- and I, I will agree slightly, but I'm wondering if part of that is... I wonder if if the audience's palettes have changed a little after in-game, Infinity War and Endgame. Because they upped the stakes so much and... You know, people complain forever that Marvel movies never have stakes, and Endgame had stakes. And so if we're just still processing that to kind of go back to, to light and fluffy, yeah, it, it, it's a little jarring at times, I'll give you that. I, I don't think I was as bothered by you, uh, as bothered by it as you were. Um, I think part of that is because the cast goes a long way for me. I, I really enjoyed uh of course, Tom Holland is still awesome as Spidey. I still think he's he's the best one to date. Um, I really liked Zendaya as MJ, but I also liked the classmates. I liked that they, you know, were allowed to be goofy high school kids. Um, I think I agree with you on the Nick Fury, Maria Hill stuff. Like you said, there's some resolution to that towards the end. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to take care of itself on repeat viewings. Because I know, you know, Marvel knows that most of the people who watch these movies are going to watch them two, three, four times. And I'm wondering if the the tonal issues that we have with it may change now that we know the way things transpire. Um, let, let me let me be clear about something. Yeah. I didn't dislike the movie, not by a long stretch. Right. It's a good film. Um, if this was a DC movie, if I was grading on the DC curve, it'd be one oh, of the yeah. best DC <laughs> movies there's yeah. been. But but at the same time, maybe there's a Marvel curve. Um, that, that says you need to really achieve something to be a, a great film. And, and I don't think it comes close to that. I think okay. it's in the bottom half of all Marvel movies. Now, I want to be clear. I mean, Marvel's really, really good. Bottom half is still movies that are going to hit, you know, 80% on Rotten Tomatoes that almost everyone's going to love and that where they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. This is probably going to do all those things. I'm just saying Marvel, to me, has, has been reaching such great heights lately this is a step back. Not a huge step back, but it's a step back. I'm, 
I'm wondering if that's intentional, though. Like, I'm wondering if this is your... Wait, are you saying they intentionally made not as good a movie? No, I'm saying that it, it was a step back from stakes and intensity, sort of like your Ant-Man and the Wasp after in- Infinity War. Like, they go so big that they want to scale it back down to the more sort of world-level stakes a little bit. Um, except, I, I hear you, except it, to me, um, a lot of the aspects of the plot and what they're asking of the characters aren't small-stake things. The, they, these are very serious things. This movie is very much trying to pass the Avengers torch to Spider-Man. That's what the whole movie is about. So... To me, it doesn't make sense for you to say, oh, wait a second, no, this is going small stakes, this is Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of thing. No, no, this needs to be more than that. Okay. It needs to have more response, in my opinion, it needs to have more responsibility, so to speak, than it actually ends up. I, and maybe my perspective on this is skewed a little bit because to me, this goes back to one of the only really big problems that Marvel that most Marvel movies have for me which is a lackluster villain um, I think some people got spoiled by Killmonger and Black Panther by Kate Blanchett and Ragnarok by the the one two punch of Thanos and in Infinity War um, great villains and, yeah. and something Marvel has struggled with yes. right historically Marvel's not great with villains and especially with Spider-Man Homecoming which I will say up front I, I you know, we just saw it, but I think I like Homecoming more than Far From Home. Um, I, I like, agree. I, I agree. Like, I think the end game stuff, you know, kind of elevated how we feel about it for a minute. But I think part of that is like it's tough to top Michael Keaton as the villain in Homecoming. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, Michael Keaton is a great villain, and and this movie, as we said, like a lot of the Marvel movies, has a villain problem with it. Um, I think part of that comes out of the comics. Um, and, and feeling some loyalty to, to some aspects of the comics. But um, I, you know what? I, they're, they're stuck with what they're doing. I would have done it differently. Let's, let, me, let me put it that way. And again, I, I don't want to say it's a bad movie. Um, it's not. It has some really nice moments of humor. I agree that most of the characters are very, very likable, even though they act goofy at times. And, and I, you know, like I say, I thought that tone kind of hurt. Um, it's worth seeing. People who are Marvel fans are going to see it. They'll be happy they saw it. I just don't think they'll be as thrilled as they were. And think about the run that Marvel's been on. Yeah. I mean, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, both the Infinity War films, Black Panther. To me, this isn't close to any of those. It's yeah. more like Ant-Man and the Wasp or Wonder... Uh, no, sorry, uh, or Captain Marvel, um, which are good movies. Yeah, they're fun, I enjoyed yeah. them, but they're, they're not what the other recent Marvel movies have been. And that's that's my only warning on this one. Yeah, and I will say that, you know, like, uh, you know, most solid Marvel movies, it does sort of pique your interest where they're going to go from here. You know, everybody at the end of Endgame was going like, where do we go from here? And, um, you know, the, uh, this one gives you a little taste of that, but then, it, you know, for every question it answers, it, it gives you a few more questions. And that part I enjoy. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna hook viewers in again. And you know, yeah, right. We we should say there are two post credit scenes. I think yes. it is worth telling the everyone out there stick around till the very end of the credits. There are two post credit scenes. They are incredibly important post credit yes. scenes. These are among the biggest to me, yeah. biggest post credit scenes in. Uh, the history of the Marvel Universe, they, yeah. they set up so much about where things are going next. 
They they aren't just cute, amusing stingers. It's not everyone eating shawarma. These are big plot points. These are huge plot points that will have to be resolved and dealt with immediately. Whatever Marvel does next will have to deal with what they show you in the post-credit scenes. I, yeah, and that, that was another puzzling thing. Obviously, we're not going to talk about them, but um, I was very curious why that those didn't make it into the movie proper because they're they're big <laughs> yeah and, and uh, well and like we said one of them at least sort of i alluded to this kind of solves one of the problems i had with the film and um uh yeah i'm i'm sort of bothered that they let me have this problem throughout the whole movie and then attempted to go hey no look we're solving it in the final 10 seconds i'm like well that, that it didn't feel fair yeah, if you've if you've had these uneasy feelings about character motivations and things that don't feel authentic to what we've seen in the past, when you get the answer to that question, it may to to maybe more cynical or angry viewers, I could see that feeling like a cheat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we we have gotten so close to spoilers. This is <laughs> this is such a tough movie to talk about without having spoilers. Our, our, I guess to sum everything up, Josh, I think I'm very safe in saying that you liked it more than I did, and even I am saying, go out and see it. You won't be sorry. It's a nice summer popcorn movie. You'll have a, eh, The first half's a little slow, but you'll have fun. You'll enjoy it. By the way, we didn't mention, toward the middle, there are some visual effects kind of action scenes that I think are really good and they really work. Fantastic. Yeah, like of, you know... And we can't discuss it without spoilers. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, like, we may have to do, like, a spoiler special or something. But, yeah. But, like, if you do, if you are feeling a little sort of of uh, underwhelmed underwhelmed by the plot there you yeah. go yeah there's there's a sequence about halfway through the movie that's just gonna blow your mind that is this is what makes it worth seeing on a big screen there you go so that's gonna do it for our review of spider-man far from home i am jason evans i am with josh sewell we're standing in a parking lot having just seen the movie 10 minutes ago and we hope you all go out and enjoy it as much as we did we'll see you at the movies you're right you may not be ready but this is my responsibility saving the world requires sacrifice Sometimes people die. Oh my god. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. Are you going to step up or not?